money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, that's good because, you know, if you weren't ready to talk money... (laughs) Then it would just be me right. talking money. I just go on strike, and you'd be doing it by yourself. Not so good. I have it on good authority. The hundreds of people that respond to us who say, "I love your wife." <laughs> I just love that red girl. Like, you know. In fact, no. We have people that are that don't longer call you Rebecca. I know they call me Reb. I know because of because on the show you're you're Reb. And I know I was like I I was teaching at a conference earlier this year, and they're like, "Yeah, we came to your workshop because we listened to you on the radio." Because I'm like, "Why would you come to a workshop on finances?" Like 15 years ago, I wouldn't have even come to a Mm. workshop on finances. But you know, God changes us. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. So you're on the show, and and you're you're Reb. I'm Reb. Yeah. So lots of fun. So welcome to the show. Today's show is brought to you by More Than Enough. That's the, the, the business that we do here in Ottawa. That's our local business slash ministry. We do a, a kind of a mix and match there, and it is all about finances. It's setting people free in the area of finances. Mm-hmm. That's where the birth of this podcast and show right. is, is out of. Um, and so... We have a very special guest we with do. us today. I'm, an, I'm like crazy anticipated, but I do have to do some housekeeping. So if you haven't heard the show before, there are archive shows all over um, our website, morethanenough.ca. CHRI.ca also stores them on their site. So both of those you can access. Get it on your podcast. We love it. If you're on iTunes, please rate us. That is really helpful. And uh, if you're on a different pod podcasting platform and there's a rating give us a rating on that Uh, i know different podcasting platforms have that so there's a little housekeeping poke please do that and now to our very special guest Uh, we have matt reynolds with us from first 15 and if you haven't heard of first 15 i'm going to give matt a a few uh, minutes or seconds here to to give us an introduction but welcome to the show matt Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here with y'all. And he's from Texas, right? Are say, you guys in Texas? Yes, yes yeah. y'all. Yeah. You'll probably hear it in my accent. Yeah. I, I was going to say, okay, little little uh, online quiz. Where is Matt from? Right. So, uh, so first fifteen is is the ministry that you're connected with, and and really yeah. that's how we connected with you. It's a daily devotional ministry, and and Matt, you are the the, the financial controller for for the ministry, mm-hmm. so you have great authority to speak on. Finances. So welcome to the show. Uh, Just tell us a little bit about the ministry. Yeah, so First 15 was started about five years ago by Craig Dennison, and it is a daily devotional ministry. So we're all about helping people to experience God in the first part of every single day and seeing their, their lives change as they just grow in relationship with Him and connect with Him. So over the years, we've expanded. We've got a, an email. We've got an app. We've got a podcast, which I also produce. So I'm excited to be on this one as well. And uh, we've just seen a really thriving community develop around this idea of spending the first part of every day, the first 15 minutes with God every single day. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So just so people who are listening hear it, it's first 15, F-I-R-S-T-15 dot org if you're interested yeah. while mm-hmm. you're listening. And it's because while Dave said it, I was like, it sounds like verse 15 you're saying, you know, <laughs> but it's first 15. And that's yeah. what you just said, the first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And and everyone's probably wondering why on earth, how on earth did I did we ever find you, Matt? And um, it was actually my colleague had I think Dave already has had heard mm-hmm. of you guys, but um, my colleague sent me um, a blog that you had written, and it was mm-hmm. called "Worshiping God Through Your Finances," Part mm-hmm. One, and then you wrote another one, Part Two. But when the reason we invited. Um, Matt was because some of the things he wrote in his blog um, really echoed what we teach, what we teach in some of our uh, uh, unleashed seminars about the lies we believe and replacing those lies with the truth. And that's what kind of triggered me. So I called Matt and he, you've graciously decided to come and talk to us about that today. Um, But before we get there, we're going to, like we always do, we're going to talk about some scripture verses and, um, uh, they come from Jeremiah 29. And we often know one of these verses in this mix because we always take it uh, and say, oh, God has good plans for us and that he does. But we're going to talk a little bit more about the verses that are around it, too. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek Seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Now, why did we, I I think when I was talking to Matt on the phone about this verse, we just had a discussion about it, and I thought, you know, um, we we know that God has good plans for us to give us a hope and a future. We know that that's why he sent Jesus Christ. But there's a part of our financial journey when people are in the muck of debt that they read these verses or hear them from the pulpit and say, what on earth does this have to do to me? Because I don't feel like God's got very good plans for me. Mm. And yet those verses go on to say, then you will seek me. You're going to seek me and you're going to find me. You're going to seek me when you, when you're going to find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I think that's, you know, sometimes those mucky places are just avenues and doors for us to seek God. Yeah. We, we can either go back to the world or we can seek Him and cling to Him more desperately. And I think that's what He's inviting us to, is that seeking. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's so often quoted, right, the first part of that, which is that God has plans for us. And in the Church, you hear that all the time, just Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. But people don't normally talk about the second part of that, that you actually have a role to play, and your role is to come to Him and to seek Him. And in that role, in the request of God of us to seek Him, is the promise that we'll find Him. And that brings me so much peace, because it's great if God has plans, but if I don't know them, then that doesn't do me a lot of good, right? Because I'm just sitting there, and I still feel like I'm stumbling along. But in order to actually know the plans of the Lord, we're called to connect with Him, we're called to be with Him, we're called to seek Him. 
And then he promises us that we will find him, that we will find his plans, that we will find the good that he has for us in that relationship. And I love that because that's so good for me when I'm, we, we have a newborn, I say that now he's almost a toddler, he's nine months old, <laughs> but our finances are look a lot different than they did a year ago, right? <laughs> yes. I, I, you know, I don't always know exactly what things are going to look like in five months now when he starts to eat more food, but I know that God does, and I know that, okay, as I can draw near to him, as I can seek the plans that he has for my little family, then I'm going to find him, I'm going to find the plans there, and that brings me so much peace. That's amazing, because... I'm just listening to you. And I'm thinking, man, that's just hopeful. That's just, it, that yeah. that seeking is filled with so much hope. And and I would say to folks, um, as one who has sought the Lord in different occasions of my life, like well, daily. But um, when you do, sometimes He doesn't respond as quickly as you think. Yeah. So don't give up the seeking. Don't give in to your flesh or to well, He's not listening when you've given Him five minutes. I mean, sometimes it takes five months of seeking. Yeah. It, he, yeah. it, and we can't we can't imagine what's on the other side, but you can imagine that it's that it is filled with hope and a plan mm-hmm. and good things. But it doesn't always feel that way. And Well, and, and so many times, I mean, we just have to go to Abraham and go, you know, here's a promise that Abraham yeah. gets. And a generation goes by and there's one son, well, two sons, but <laughs> there's one son, you know, and you're going, wait a minute, um, I'm pretty sure the promise said there would be like, descendants like the stars and the sand of the sea, right? And, and going, you know, Abraham never experienced that in his own lifetime, but God's promise is still true. Um, and we are definitely in a, in a culture where, you know, if it doesn't happen in the next 20 minutes, well, I've moved on. Right, right. So, right. You know, and that's really key. When we talk about that in the area of finances, one of the, the principles that we say often here is, is make every spending decision a spiritual one. And that idea of seeking it and saying, you know what, Um, there are times where we know the release of God, where we can say, you know what, God has released me to 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 spend this money because I've checked with Him. I'm a steward. Mm. I, you know, my role is to know the the Mm. Father as Mm. a steward. There there is that relationship. Yes, we're sons and daughters, and yes, there's there's all these other nuances around relationship but one of them is that we're stewards and that when it comes to spending money that we check with the actual king (laughs) that we go okay king we know you're up to stuff here in this world how do we direct your resources to that and i love that i so this this blog that i wrote it grew out of a talk that i do at our training school at church every semester and a big thing I expand upon is the idea of stewardship and that we are stewards of the kingdom of God. And, you know, stewards, especially in the time that the Bible was written, they actually were a position, right? And they were responsible for managing the kingdom on behalf of the king because communication was a lot different. They couldn't just call up <laughs> someone and ask them, hey, how much money did we get in taxes in this area? Or, you know, how how is everybody doing here? Like, what do we need to be on the lookout for? Stewards were actually almost many kings that were beholden to the king for vision, for a larger plan. 
And if they weren't in relationship with the king, if they didn't know his plans, they would get off kilter. And uh, I know listening to you guys and, and your podcast, you guys are really big Lord of the Rings fans. And <laughs> one of the things that kind of comes to mind for me is the stewards of Gondor, yeah. right? And they mm-hmm. get off. They get off the plan. They get off really the vision for the kingdom because they start to go after things that are selfish desires, whether that be power, um, whether that be glory. And they're not actually looking after the original goal, which was to protect really almost the whole world. And and that's what happens to so many of us as, as stewards. We stop looking to the king for vision. We start looking to ourselves. We start looking to our own plans, our own glory, our own comfort. And in doing that, we lose sight of what God really has for us to do with his finances and his money, and we get off the plan. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really, I mean, this is what I love about your ministry of first, uh, first 15 is, is it's not complicated. It doesn't take a long time, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, again, yes. that idea that if I make every spending decision a spiritual one, but I do that in the context of I'm the steward. Um, and so mm. when I'm unsure, because as we get to know the king and as we know the king, we can become more sure in those spending decisions. Yes. We know that, you know what? If if there's generosity, if I see a need and I have it in my hand to give, I'm not sure there's a big check in there. I mean, mm-hmm. the scripture is really clear that, hey, we just need to go about and do that because that's kingdom work. Yeah. Um, and, and so in, in a lot of these things, as we know the king and we know about that stewardship, again, I, that's what I love about First 15 and, and what you guys do is keep it simple. Keep, mm-hmm. You can keep it short even, you know, like check in at any time and go, Lord, I'm not sure whether to spend this money or not. Well, if you don't hear from him, then pause. Absolutely. But if it's in the scripture, then I think there's a green light that we can just go, yeah, yeah. let's do it. That's so true. And it's just like you guys and your husband and wife relationship. Y'all don't always need to check in on each other for a decision, right? Because mm-hmm. in finances, you guys have been walking this path together for so long that you probably have an idea of what the other one's going to say if, for example, like y'all talked about last week or two weeks ago, that uh, if you're going to the grocery store and there's an item that's off the list, well, you probably know what you're going to say on if you should get it or not, right? And that comes from that relationship, the depth of relationship you already have, that because you've checked in so often and you know each other's hearts, you know each other's plans, you're able to walk with them clearly without always doing, you know, a deep dive research to seek that green light, like you said. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, again, when we talk about the truth and the lies, we do navigate this world that is full of of messaging mm, that says yeah. something different than. Well, I, I, I'm Rep's glad you. No, I am okay. totally. I am interrupting you because it's like it's the Denethor. Denethor yeah. was the steward of Gondor. Like when mm. when you said that, I, yeah. he was after his own path, and he yep. actually. I mean, in the movie, they have the seeing stone, and he goes and he listens to the voice of the enemy me about what the future holds but he's so disconnected with the heart of the kingdom because they haven't seen a king in a long time Mm. right but he's so disconnected from his call that he listens to the lies and he believes the lie right so i think that like that you mentioned that to me it just ties into what you've talked about in your blogs like we we we've lost if we lose the connection with the king 
then we lose understanding of who we are and what the truth is about who we are. And we start listening to the lies and the enemies and the world's version of who we are. And it's not true. Yeah. Like, that's just really profound. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And I know we talked about, and you mentioned in the intro that, you know, that idea of truth first lies and us buying into lies so often. And one of the things that we wanted to talk about today was just how do you identify the lies? And, you know, funnily enough, my pastor actually spoke on this truth first lies on Sunday. So, yeah. So I was like, oh, that is just perfect. Um, that that he spoke on it, and he actually approached it from a different way than I ever have, which is starting in the truth and then looking for the lies. Mm-hmm. And so often what I've done, and even when I teach this, is you start by identifying the lies, and then you find a truth to line up. And instead, he challenged us. He said, first seek the truth, and then ask the Lord for lies you're believing that don't correspond to with what you're seeing in His Scripture, what you're seeing in uh, the community that He's put you in, what you've seen in the words that He's given you. And I just loved that, right? Because it's what we're talking about now. Like, if you know the heart of the King, if you're in relationship with Him, then you have access to the truth. You have access to the truth of His Word, the Bible, also the truth that He gives you through prayer. And in that, you can then see in your own heart the lies that don't line up with what he said. Yeah, it creates such clarity, right? And the, and again, yeah. the 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 you know, there's so many voices that are giving so many messages, and and even using scripture. Again, when we when we look mm-hmm. look in the scripture, and we see Satan using scripture to tempt Jesus in a way that wait a minute, where's the truth in this? Well, the truth right. is. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I mean, Jesus has just spent 40 days in the presence of the Father, you know, feasting on the words of God. I mean, right? That was his sustenance for the the 40 days. And I sometimes think, Satan, you're really dumb because honestly (laughs) – Jesus has just been in the presence of God. I'm not sure that that you know that's where you want to go. But again, <laughs> I wasn't there, so we we won't go there. But the, the reality of if we know the truth uh, and we are focused on the truth, the lies become clear. There yeah. there becomes a real clarity on oh, and around money. That's I mean, it is so tactile. It is so. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just tangible. Just, yeah, tangible. That's right. Yeah. To say, okay, right. Um, what do we do with this money that, yeah. that is here? How do we spend it? What does that look like for our family? And you know, as an example, I know that just unity between the couple. I mean, mm-hmm. God says, you know what? If if you're not united in this, then that's that's reason to pause. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if you're spending money. Uh, and and you're going, okay, I'm kind of hiding it from Reb. I'm not telling her exactly what's going on. Then I know that that's the check in my heart. The truth is, is I, I need to be united in one with Reb. And so I'm going to, I'm going to tell her and there, it may not be a confession. It just may be something that we need to make sure that we're on the same page with. Right. There's the check. Okay, so I know that unity between us is something that God honors, and I don't want money to destroy that unity. So let's be open and honest with where our finances are and allow each other that conversation. So as an example. That's really good. 
Yeah, I know one thing that, for me, like one of the truths that's offered, and it relates so much to the Jeremiah verses in Matthew 7, um, verses 8 through 11, when he says, For everyone who asks receives, and this is Jesus speaking, mm-hmm. and he says, And the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for mm-hmm. bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? And for me personally, like this is one of those truths that lines up with a lot of lies that I believe, or mm-hmm. I see my friends believe, which is like the portion that's given to me is not as good as what I see across the street, or oh, what God has blessed me with, right? It's yeah. not enough for me. And you, you know, you just even hearing that, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we all have those places in our hearts where jealousy comes up, or we don't believe that God has the best plan for us. And this verse, to me, always brings out stories of times that my own father gave me good gifts, mm-hmm. like gifts that had foresight and had a long-term vision. Um, I think of he gave me a, a bass guitar. I play bass, and he gave me a nice bass that I've been using now for 15 years. I didn't want that. I wanted a cheaper one. Mm-hmm. And I look back on it, and my dad was able to look down the road and say, by me like providing for my son in this way and giving me this, I can bless him beyond just this Christmas, but I can bless him for decades to come, and I can give him a gift mm. that's way better than what he can imagine. And that's my human father, right? And right. here God is saying, well, if you as a human father can do that, how much better can I do? And man, that is just such a good truth for me personally, if like one of those lies that I believe it directly combats it, right? And it says that, no, like, I am a good gift giver, and I will provide for you guys better than you can ask or imagine. Well, and I was just thinking, as you said that, but isn't that the ploy of the enemy on us since the beginning mm-hmm. of time? Did God really yeah. say, Did can you really trust him? Is he really that good? He said that that um, you're not supposed to eat of the tree of good and evil, but, mm-hmm. well, you're going to be just like, he's not telling you the truth, mm-hmm. right? So, <laughs> I mean, it's the same MO that we've had since the existence of humanity, and mm-hmm. we're constantly putting into question that he's good and that he's kind and that he's loving and that he's not going to give us a stone when we ask for bread. But when Israel asked, asked, I mean, they got manna and they complained about it because it was manna every day and every day and every day. And then he said, fine, I'll give you quail. And he gave it to them till it came out their noses, right? (laughs) Nothing satisfies. And I think that's the one of the lies I was thinking, well, what is one of the big lies in our own financial journey? Well, is that things and possessions and experiences can fulfill me when the word of God says, seek first his... um, uh, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. You know, he says in John, yeah. he says in John, um, uh, I don't know if it's six or seven. Oh, it's John six, where he says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that no one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came mm-hmm. from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the ble- the bread I give is my flesh. Like he goes on and he, he says some difficult things about his flesh and his blood and all of that. But he's mm-hmm. like, eat of me. You know, yeah. Isaiah 55 says, why do you spend money on what is not bread and your wages on what does that satisfy? Yeah. 
listen yeah. carefully to me and eat what is good. Well, what is good? It's Jesus. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. he, he did it. And what do I do still? I still struggle. Like when you're tired, okay, I'm going to go watch Netflix or, you know, like I just need some downtime. So do you go to Jesus for downtime? Mm, do I go right, to Jesus for downtime? Right. Do I go to the fridge and say, oh, I just need a bowl of ice cream because I had a really mm-hmm. rough day? Well, it's silly, maybe sounding, but that's what the world, we have such a, an abundance in North America that the yeah. table is, it's, nothing's a treat anymore because our grocery stores are filled with treats. Like mm-hmm. there's, you know, you'd have ice cream, you know, once a summer, maybe back in the day when, you know, because ice when cream. When you grew up. What, yeah. No, not when yeah. but you know. <laughs> yes, no, you're right. But you, do you know what I mean? It, but now okay, we're con- is- we're faced with a table that's full constantly. So we keep going to that world's table. There is a great quote I want to share with you because sure. this is huge to me. And it's, it's not from the Bible. It's from a philosopher. It's from Epicurus. It says, do not spoil yourself by desiring what you have not. But remember that what you have now was once among the things you only hoped for. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Yeah, and I like I but, share that every time I teach, and it wrecks me every time because there are so many things in my life. My dog is here with me right now, and I wanted a dog for so long, and I saved up for years to get her, and I was so happy when I finally got her. I, I longed for her. I longed for my wife. I longed for my son. And I have those things now, but so often I won't be content, I won't be satisfied, but I'll look ahead to the things that I don't have right now, and I won't be thankful for the things that I prayed for for years and God came wow. through on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is one of the biggest lies, is that what we have is not enough. I mean, God has come through for all of us in one way or another. And to be content, to be thankful, to give thanks in all circumstances, that's a, That's where God wants us. He wants us practicing that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's a great uh, thought to just wrap up the show as we're coming near near the end of the show here to, to, to realize that that attitude of gratitude, to use mm. the cliche, is, is so important. You know, we started the show by saying, you know, just check in with God. Just allow him to make every spending decision a spiritual one, to get to know yep. him, and then to recognize that there is truth and there there are lies that are at work that, that we have to combat, but then to come back to this idea, and right at the end here, just to anchor it around, thank you, Father, for life, for the things that you have given us that we can take hold of and tang- uh, take hold of right now. And you know what? Yeah, there is always something greater, bigger, stronger, but to push those things aside and just just really come before the king and say, thank you for what you have given us for today. And again, I'm just thinking of the, the, the prayer of Christ where he says, give us today our daily bread. And, and just allow us to forgive our, our neighbors and our friends, those people who might have sinned against us, so that we can live in an, in an attitude of gratitude, really, um, as we go through that. So let's, let's wrap up with that. Reb, you want to just pray us out? Sure. Thank you, Matt, so much for being yeah. here today. It's just so been, glad to be it's with been you so great. Um, Father, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you that in your word it says that we aren't to covet, but to be content 
with such things as we have. For you have told us that you will never leave us or forsake us. And you are the greatest gift. And for that today, we give you praise. Lord, we know we fall short in many ways, but your love for us and your grace and your mercies that are new every morning, I pray that the listeners today would know and receive this day and those gifts from you as a gift. Lord, we're just grateful to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again, Matt. I really appreciate what a conversation, man. Just, just uh, you know, we'll probably keep going after uh, online, and and then, you know, we we might record some of that offline. But um, just want to promote again first fifteen first fifteen dot org if uh, you want to get that right into your inbox. Uh, what a great way to start the day. So I want to just give a little plug for Matt and and the the whole group at first fifteen and what they're doing. It's a, it's incredible. Again, the show's brought to you by More Than Enough. That's what we do here locally is to just bring hope and freedom in the area of finances. So if you're in the Ottawa area and you've got some questions or if you're listening on podcasts and want to reach out via the internet, we're happy to do that as well. And if you need and you do need to hear other shows, then uh, morethanenough.ca, chri.ca and any of your favorite uh, podcasting platforms. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.